Appreciate the Holy Spirit being here this morning. Without him, we could do nothing today, amen. We would all meet in vain, but I appreciate his presence this morning. We read here in chapter 18 of the book of Jeremiah, the word of the Lord said this, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then, he said, I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So, listen now, he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O thou house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for your precious word today. God, I thank you, Lord, for this precious promise, Lord, and, and all that you've given unto us, Lord, that we are the clay, Lord, and you are the potter. God, we are in your hand. Nothing passes through your hand, Lord, that it, you don't put in your agreements with. God, I pray, Lord, for your anointing this morning. I pray that you would just... Uh, help me, Lord, to ever be obedience to your will, God. Give me the words to speak, Lord. Let us open our hearts and minds to you for the next few moments, Lord, I pray, God. It'd be a blessing to somebody this morning, Lord. Convict hearts, Lord, that needs conviction, Lord, I pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, and we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do. And these things we ask above every name, and it's the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. You be seated this morning. I want to preach a message to you today called The Potter's Hand. The Potter's Hand, amen. And we read here the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet at that time. He come along kind of before Daniel, and he was also known as the weeping prophet. And why was he called the weeping prophet? That's because the people that he confronted, this was the people of Judah. Uh, God had spoken to him. He would give him the words that he would need to the message to send to his people, and the people of Judah would not listen. They would turn a deaf ear to all that God wanted to tell them. And this broke the man of God's heart. Every time that God would speak to him, he knew the truth of what God had laid out on his heart. He knew that it was for the message for his people, and he would give it to them, and they would turn a deaf ear to it and be in rebellion to God's only word. But God kept sending his love. He kept sending his love to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, go tell them, Jeremiah, tell my people to turn from their wicked ways. He said, I want to restore them. I want to renew them. I want to make them new again. Like uh, You know, they had fallen into sin. They had fallen into idols and, and different things that was pulling them away from God. But Jeremiah knew in his heart that he was giving them the message from the Lord. Amen. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, us ones that go around and evangelize today, so often we feel the burden in our heart. I can't imagine the heartbreak and the burden that Jeremiah felt as he, and, and, and undoubtedly and, and unquestionably, he had one of the hardest jobs as a prophet that many of the prophets in the Old Testament had. Jeremiah 
knew that he had been anointed from God in the very beginning. In fact, you go back to the front of the book of Jeremiah. Uh, he said that the Lord told him, uh, he said that uh, before I formed thee in the belly, chapter 1, verse 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Boy, that's a pro-life scripture right there. Amen. He knew him before he was even formed. He knew me and you before we was even formed in the womb this morning. And he knows where we're at today. Amen. God had sent Jeremiah to deliver a message to the people. It was a message of repentance. It was a message of restoration. It was a message that God wanted them to hear. And I believe God wants somebody to hear it today. Restoration. But I want us to focus for the next few moments, if you would. I want us to focus on the potter's hand. On the potter's hand. As we know, uh, Judah refused. As I said, they kept in the rebellion and they refused. To hear from God and what God had wanted them to do. To turn to him and to worship him again. And Judah, as we know, the story goes along. And if you look over in the first chapter of the book of Daniel, Judah was sieged by Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, they went in and they besieged the city of Judah. They had went in and took the vessels out of the temple that Solomon had made. And uh, as uh, oddly enough, maybe God is speaking to my heart specifically. I don't know. But oddly enough, we had preached on that last time we was here about the broken vessel. But this morning, I want to preach a different message this morning. Amen. But we know that they had rebelled, but still, there was restoration in the Lord. There was restoration. I want to talk to you a little bit about... The potter's hand. The potter's hand. You know, if we look at this, we see three things. A potter, first of all, we see the potter. The potter's a skillful craftsman. He takes the clay and he produces his own vision in that clay. He has a vision in mind that he desires the clay and he wants to mold and shape it into his vision. He is a master craftsman and skilled at his work. And then we see the wheel. We see the wheel the craftsman puts a clay upon and, and he begins to turn this wheel and he begins to work on the clay. The wheel is a tool used by the potter to turn the, ta- turn the clay in a circular motion to shape it and to accomplish his purpose. Next, we see the clay. We see three parts here. We see the clay. This is a dirt or other material uh, by which the potter forms into his vision. In ancient times, this would have been dirt, is what it would have been. Sediment, which this is interesting. I studied this out a little bit. It said that clay, if you was to Google that, that it's sediment with particles less than 16... uh, Sixteen hundred thousandths. Sixteen hundred thousandths of an inch is the size of the sediment for this clay. Less than, uh, uh, less than sixteen hundred thousandths, that is. The common hair of your head, just to put it in perspective, the common hair on your head is uh, a thousand, one thousand. This is sixteen 
hundred thousandths of an inch. That is the clay. And as I brought out this morning, I laid it down here in the front. I laid out some dirt here for you to see. I want to ask Brother Greg this morning. I want to ask you, Brother, what would you give for this pot of dirt? Would you give $5? Would you give $100? Let us just start top come down. I'm going to get as much as I can out of here. Who give me $100 this morning for this dirt? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> Can't see <see-through. laughs> So, basically, everybody's telling me this, this dirt's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Worth it. But what is worth in the potter sense? In my hands, yeah. I can't get nothing out of it. Yeah. That's right, brother. Yeah. 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 He's got value. Yes, right. A value in the potter's hands. I want us to see. I want us to see this morning three aspects of the potter's hands. First of all, number one, I want to see in the potter's hands there's value. There's value. You know, if we look back in Genesis and we see, you know, Adam was made of the dust of the earth, and that's what me and you are. We're all dust of the earth this morning. Once we die, this little body's going to go back to the dust. It's going to return back from which it came. But listen, there's an inner man that lives within. I thank God that once this, once this body, this is just a tent that we live in, basically. I thank God that once this body dies out, mm-hmm. the inner man is going to go on and be in the presence of the yeah. Lord. Right. Amen. And you have one place or the other you're going to go once you die. It's heaven right. or hell yeah. this morning. But I want, I want us to see we're all, we all was the dust of the earth. Yeah. We all are the dirt this morning. We have no value. You know, the world may tell you this morning. Satan's going to tell you today you have no value, you have no worth, you have nothing to offer anyone, but listen to the potter. To the potter, he loves you this morning. You've got high value to the potter today, amen. I got to studying a little bit there, and I got to uh, studying about how they made the clay out of the dirt. And and there was a guy who he did a lot of the ancient uh, practices on how he would take the dirt and make the clay, and uh, and he would go out and find the dirt. You know where he find it? I found this is interesting. This just blow my mind. He said, you know, you go to Hobby Lobby and buy dirt. You can go to Ben Franklin's or not dirt. You can buy the, and buy the clay. You can go to Ben Franklin's over there and buy the clay. But he said, you know, we're walking on it all the time. He said, people walk past all this dirt and go to Hobby Lobby and buy. Ain't that funny? Uh-huh. But he would go out and he would find the dirt for the clay. You know where he'd find it? He said, I'd look for the tire tracks. He said, I'd look where everybody else would run over. He said, I'd look in the ditches, in the gullies, in the mud, in the mire, in the muck. He said, that's where the best clay's at. And he would reach down. He got down in that mud. He said, it's squishy in my hands. He said, I can tell it'll make good clay. Yeah. Yeah. 
one time in my life I was down in that mud. I was down in that fire. I was down in that puddle. But the potter reached down. Took a hold of me this morning. Hey, I don't know where you're at today. You may be in the mud. You may be in the mire. But the potter wants to pick you up and lift you up today and make something out of you. You've got value in his eyes. He loves you this morning. You know, I heard someone say, you want to know how much he loves you? Look to the cross. He said, I'll pay their sin debt. He paid it with his own blood. Oh, what a Savior. And he said, said, I come not to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. He said, I'll set their feet upon the rock. Amen. He took us out of that muck. He took us out of that mire. And he took us in. And you know what else that guy did? He started filtering that flood, that dirt. And some of it, you'll see this one, it had rock, it's got rocks in it. It's got roots in it. It's got a lot of stuff that wouldn't let it flood. That's the sin in our life that's embedded in That's what that's the symbolism of to me. That's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this week. Those rocks and those things that's embedded in our heart that shouldn't be there. He wants to sift it out of you today. And I got to seeing this guy, he had two or three different methods. He'd make it clay out of that dirt. One method, he would take a vessel. And he would take that dirt and he'd pour it in that vessel. Just dry, just dry dirt. You know what he'd do then, Brother Mark? He'd come along with another vessel full of water. And he poured that water into that vessel with dirt. And then they can say he took a big stick and he started stirring it. Stirring it up. And it looked like a bunch of just mud pond water to me. I'm old country boy. That's what it looked like about scum. Pond water. Just muddy water. But he stirred it up. You know, if you think about it, isn't the Holy Spirit a symbol of water? Holy Spirit stirs us in it. Yeah, that's true, he shows me my Yeah, spirit. come yeah. on, brother. He stirs me up inside. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know what he do? He got that all stirred up in that vessel. And he said, now you got to leave it alone for a little bit. I walked away from it. He said, i got to leave it alone. There's times that the Holy Spirit stirred in me. And I feel all alone. But you know what the potter's doing? He's settling out them big pieces. Yeah. Yeah. He's causing those big pieces to fall in the bottom. He said, I leave it alone, and those big pieces fall to the bottom. They're heavier. He said, you call out, and he said, come along, and I'll take another vessel. And he said, I pour it off to the left. And he continues the process. Over and over, he continues until he gets it down to where he wants it. He's stirring somebody this morning. Right. Yeah, I feel it today. He takes that Holy Spirit and he stirs us. And then once he does that, he does it three or four times in the process of that. He he takes him uh, uh, some bricks and he'll lay them bricks out in a 
and a rectangle, and he'll take him some cloth, and he'll lay a cloth down. And he'll take as much of the top water off, and he'll pour it off, but he'll pour that clay out on that cloth. And as it dries, it, it dries out enough, and, and he's got it down just the, the fine pieces. And he's got it down to the clay. Once it dries out some, he'll come along, and he picks that clay up. Starts working it in his hand. He starts breaking it and molding it. Sometimes the Father presses on us yes, and it's hard. And the more he works it, the easier it gets. The more he's able to mold it and to shape it. And he'll put it on that wheel. Eventually, once he gets it to where he wants it, he'll put it on that wheel. And he, 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 he gets it just in the right amount of moisture that he can work it. You can't just work hard clay. It's got to be just right. So he gets it and he puts it on that wheel. And this is a blessing to me. I think about this. Lord have mercy. <laughs> if I take off running, y'all do the yeah. right here. Yeah. 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 And he puts that clay on that wheel. And he starts spinning that wheel. There's times in our life where life just seems so fast and rushed. Yeah. But the Father's working, I promise you, the Father's working. Yeah. Yeah. He starts spinning that wheel, and he starts at the base, and he starts forming that. And if anybody's ever seen a potter work, you'll see him. And I can see that potter as he's pedaling that wheel. And that wheel begins to turn. And how he starts taking, he gently starts taking, and he starts touching that clay and molding it. Once he got beside him, he got a cup of water. And he'll take that water and he'll start putting yeah. pressure on that plate. Yeah. Each Sunday you come, Brother Gary's preaching the message. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is taking that water. Yeah. The water keeps molding you. Yeah. It keeps shaping you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Right, what he wants you to be. Come on, brother. He, he, he's taking the Holy Spirit. We come here weekend, week out. The Holy Spirit's presence is here. Yeah. And we see it. And the water is touching. He keeps compressing on our heart. He's molding you. He's making you. He's shaping you. Amen. Amen. There's value in the potter's hands. That's right, brother. I'm nothing. But he's everything. Amen. 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 See, there's value in the potter's hands. You know, Colossians chapter 1 says, Giving thanks unto the Father. And then he goes on and says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. He settles it out. Amen. It's gone. He takes you in. He cleans you up. Hey, when he takes you in, you ain't clean. I'll just have to tell you. Right, brother. Don't think you need to clean yourself up before you come to Christ. No. 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 Surrender to Him. Let Him clean you up. He's the only one that can. I can't do it. Brother Chris can't do it for you. The Holy Spirit's only clean you up today. I like this in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 14 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Yes. And then he goes on to say, 
looking for that blessed hope that the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. And listen, and purify unto himself a peculiar people. The potter purifies the dirt when he gets to the clay. Amen. There's value in the potter's hands. There's not value of dirt in my hands, but there's value in the potter's hands. Number two, I want us to see. In the potter's hands, there's restoration. There's restoration. Not only is there value, but there's restoration. We see here that if you go back to verse 4 of chapter 18, he said that, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred. That means it was corrupted. It was, uh, it was ruined. You know, the potter had done his best with the clay, but something happened. The clay was on the wheel. It was spinning. But, you know, one thing, and I don't, I don't know a lot about uh, physics or uh, centrifugal forces and all that, but what a little bit that I know and I, and I studied a little bit was once the clay is in the middle, in the very center of the, of the potter's wheel, there's forces that happen. Once the potter starts spinning the wheel, there's forces that take place. Centrifugal force, there's a force that wants to push outward. We all know that. You remember those big things out on the playground we used to play on? And, and we'd climb up on it, we'd hold on to them bars, and we'd get our buddies to jump off and run as fast as they could in a circle like this. And, and what would we do? We'd want to sling us out, didn't but you could get in the middle. And I hold on, I couldn't stand, but hold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you take one step out. Yeah. Yeah. You probably break an arm or leg. Yeah. I don't know how we did it, Brother Bo. Yeah. You've done that, didn't you, brother? Yeah, many times. <laughs> I stood on top of that. We didn't learn a lesson, though, did we, brother? <laughs> But you got to be in the middle of the wheel. Now something happened to the clay; it got marred. In my mind, I can only imagine that maybe the maybe the clay started shifting a little off the middle, the center of God's wheel. You know, Hebrew writer talks about a drifting away. That's a serious thing. You know, you don't go from white to black overnight. There's a gray period. Right. And Satan will try to draw you away Amen. because he wants you to be marred in the potter's hands. Right. God gives everybody free will. He wants to develop you in what he wants. He wants his will in your life. He's got a vision for you. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you. Amen. And Satan wants to draw you away from his plan. He wants you out of his will. But listen, that's not the end of the story. <laughs> when we fall, when we fail, when things don't go right, and Lord, I failed you, there's restoration. Amen. 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 We see that Jeremiah sees that, that in the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter 
Now listen, I like this. So he made it again. <laughs> Another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Amen. <laughs> he made it good again. Another vessel. He restored what he had began. Amen. I like 2 Corinthians chapter 12 says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. Yea, though I weep, he is strong. Amen. We're in the potter's hands this morning. I fail him every day. We all fail him every day. We're all just faults and failures this morning. But in his hands we are strong. Amen. And Apostle Paul goes on to say that most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that is, our weakness and our frailty, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hey, my potter's a master at restoring the blood. Yes, he is, brother. Yes. You may need your sword this morning. That's what he specializes in. He specializes in restoring people. Amen. Yes, right, brother. And the potter's hands not only is their value and restoration, but lastly, in the potter's hand there is completeness. There is protection and possession. <laughs> there is completion, completeness protection, and possession. The potter made the vessel over again. I brought one of our cups this morning. I love these cups. These, you can go down there at Pigeon Forge and Craft Fair, and they've got places called Avalon Pottery. I'd recommend I love it. <laughs> Potters down there make these things all the time. They sell them. Some of my favorite cups, you can put them in the microwave dish. Well, I don't want to advertise for them, but I love them. <laughs> God's still working on me. <laughs> One of these days. That's right, brother. He's going to put his seal on me. And he's going to say, you're complete, my child. Amen. Amen. And he's going to bring us home. But I want to be used of him while I can. There's completeness. There's protection. Listen, what, what, what did he say? He said the whole time the clay was in the hands of the potter. He was in the hands of the potter. Made me think of when John, he said, <laughs> My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And listen, now neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. <laughs> We're in the potter's hands this morning. 
My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no, no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I'm glad this morning to report I'm in the Potter's hands today. Amen. <laughs> He's never lost a one. He never will lost a one. He's never lost a battle. He never will lose a battle. Amen. He is uh, victorious. Amen. This morning. And you are too if you're hidden in Him. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. 